Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. Rejection is one of the most common experiences of man. It's said that uh, um, if you live any time whatsoever, you've experienced rejections somewhere, right? I could ask, uh, you know, how many of y'all have experienced rejection? Some of you wouldn't want to raise your hand because you're afraid you'd be rejected for doing that. Just joking. But I believe, I believe every single one of us in this room has experienced rejection many times, many situations. And, and it's something people need to get healed of. But I, I just want to mention a few of these ways you might have experienced rejection. You can be rejected by your peers in whatever group. It can be from your childhood. It can be from your classmates, things that people said about you, how they made fun of you, um, how, how they made fun of how you looked, how they made fun of maybe how you, how maybe a bad grade you made or something you did. Maybe you can remem- remember something you did wrong and you were sh- it's like you were shamed for it. Maybe when the, they were playing basketball and picking teams, somehow you weren't the one picked first. You know, maybe actually you didn't make it on either team. And they said, hey, we'll let you come in when somebody passes out, you know, or something like that. You know, maybe you didn't feel liked or popular at some time in your life. It could have been when you're in school. It could have been later in life somewhere. Maybe somewhere in life, just somehow you didn't, you didn't feel popular. It might be because you didn't get a job. Some people feel rejection because they want, they want a job and then they're going after it and somebody else gets it. It's like, man, he didn't like me. They didn't think I was good enough. They rejected me. And uh, people who've gone through that process of trying to get job after job and somehow they keep getting told no, they feel that rejection. One of the greatest things is rejection from a boyfriend-girlfriend experience. You see how many people have these little experiences, even when they're, you know, in middle school or whatever. Some, some boy or some girl rejected him and didn't want them, you know, and then, and then they, they begin to feel that. And they can remember that years later. Something that happened to them, right? Another way that people get feel rejection is by going through a, a bad marriage. Sometimes, you know, a, a spouse will cheat on them. That, that makes a lot of people feel rejected in a terrible way. A lot of times a spouse will leave and divorce and go be with someone else. The feelings of rejection can be immense and intense for someone that's gone through something like that. And we've all been through these kinds of things. And I just want to say to you, Jesus wants to touch your life. And if you have not been healed of those things, you need to be healed of those things. And God wants to bring you out of that into a full place in life where you can experience God to the fullness, okay? Now, I want to just mention some areas so you can learn about what Jesus went through, but also you can see how Jesus was rejected. And we're just going to mention a few in that week. And then, and then I want to pray for you and believe God to touch your life. And I believe God to really reach out today and touch your life where you've experienced rejection. And I, I just I want to mention this before I get into this message. But, you know, where you have rejection or any kind of something on the inside of your soul where you're not functioning right, 
it bleeds out of you. It bleeds out in the way you hear other people say things. It bleeds out in how you respond to things. It bleeds out in how you feel. It, it, just, it comes out of you. You might not even realize it. Sometimes you might go, what's wrong with me? Why do I act the way do I, that I act? Why do I respond the way that I respond? And I just want to tell you that many times that's just something God needs to heal deep in your soul. Amen? Anyway, one of these, as I mentioned, is rejection. And here we go. Let's learn about Jesus, all right? The first thing I want to mention where Jesus was rejected is actually where he was rejected by the Jewish leaders. These Jewish leaders, the very ones who are supposed to accept the Messiah and teach everybody else about the Messiah and how to live the law, are the very ones who rejected Jesus. Now look in John 12, 47. It says, The chief priests and Pharisees gathered a council and said, What shall we do about Jesus? This, this is, blows my mind what they did. They're here, they're talking, and you know, they came together and 70 of them, or 71 came together, okay? And so, uh, for this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everybody's going to believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. And one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to him, you know nothing at all, nor you do, do you consider... It's expedient for us that one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish. And from that day, they plotted to kill Jesus. Now, you might not think, you've probably heard this so many times, you don't even think that's like anything special. I want you to think about this for a minute. Here are the leaders of, let's just call it the church. It's not the church, but we can relate to it by calling it that way. Let's say the leaders of the church meeting together, talking, upset. You know what? Man, that person's working miracles. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're going to mess up our ministry, take away our positions, mess up our situation. Maybe they'll get the government upset at us. They're doing so much. So many people are turning to God. Maybe we'll we'll lose our... our uh, Charity status, man, we have to do something about this. Imagine, okay, so they were there in that culture with men. Imagine that we've got a big ministry and there's 70 men there with me. And I say this to 70 men and I say this and you're in that group. If you're a woman, pretend you're a man just for a second, if you understand what I mean. In this culture, you have to watch it. Now, I don't mean, you know what I mean. In this group, just pretend you're a part of that group. And I tell you, let's, let's just kill them. Think about being a part of that group. And everybody looking around going, yeah, okay. These are the religious and the political leaders of the Jewish nation. This blows my mind. I mean, seriously. Isn't it hard to believe that I can believe a leader could do that? I could believe a little handful. Can you believe that corruption can possibly get that deep? Do y'all see what I'm saying? I just want to say this. There is nothing new under the sun. 
The same power that corrupted them corrupts leaders today. The same power that got a whole group, a large group of people to go along with their corruption. Something that Mary and Joseph and every normal God-fearing Jew would have never done. And I believe they would have not even believed that kind of thing could happen. Here it is. It's happened. And I believe the same force works today to corrupt men, to corrupt governments, to corrupt nations. And I believe if we were to see the level of corruption that happens in the world, we'd all, every single one of us, be on our backs with like, I can't believe it. All of these 70 people, or however many it ended up being, could have been more, I guess. In on this. It's a good thing. I can't believe it. That's, they're saying it's a good thing. And I just would mention this too. These were religious leaders. You know, corruption can come in the church. Anytime somebody starts to try to preserve their kingdom and it's not God's anymore, corruption comes in. Corruption comes in. When you're not willing just to say, God, it's yours, corruption comes in. You remember God established King Saul? He was a good man. One day he goes, I'm not going to do it God's way. I got the whole on. And God goes, hmm, but you hadn't done that. He became corrupted. He ended up killing, trying to kill the ones who had the anointing later. Y'all remember that? Y'all with me? So I just want to ask you here, have you ever had a great injustice carried out against you like Jesus did? By these rulers, they connived and plotted against them. Maybe your parents did something against you. That is hard to believe, but it happens. Maybe teachers did something against you. Maybe your boss did something against you completely unjust. Absolutely uncalled for. Maybe the justice system in this country or whatever country you grew up in has done you wrong. The very system that's supposed to protect you took advantage of you. Let me just say, Jesus can identify with you. He knows exactly what you're going through. And God wants to heal you from that. 